This should be played at high volume. Trouble, trouble in the South Turn. The one, the only, the greatest show round turf. Ace is your place for Friday night racing. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your starting lineup. Welcome to the Triad Racing Podcast. Here's your host, Randy Pettit. Hello, race fans. Welcome to the Triad Racing Podcast. It's still race season. I know everybody's excited about the NFL kicking off, and they're excited about the weather cooling down and fall getting here. But by golly, it's still racing season here in the Triad, and we're going to talk about Triad Racing tonight. And what an honor to have two of the legends of the Madhouse in the studio tonight. But before we get started, we want to thank our producer, the pride of the fighting East Forsyth Eagles, Mr. Desmond Johnson, behind the controls, taking care of business for us. We appreciate all of his hard work. And we want to give a shout-out to our podcast sponsor, Ace Speedway. And Ace Speedway will be crowning its late model champion on Friday night, September the 13th. And then we're racing again at Ace on Friday night, September the 20th. We'll be crowning a modified mini stock and limited late model champion. And that's all at Ace Speedway. We'll be talking more about that throughout our podcast. And we want to give a shout out to our man, Jason Turner at Accelerated Graphics. They do a fantastic job wrapping race cars, billboards, signs, banners, and man, they make fantastic t-shirts and caps. That's Accelerated Graphics and Ace Speedway sponsoring the Triad Racing Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Pettit. And, you know, I've got a new moniker. People are asking me, well, you're the voice of Bone Gray Stadium. No, I'm the voice of Triad Racing now because i got a Speedway on Friday nights. I've got the Madhouse when it's racing on Saturday nights. And I've got the Triad's first podcast dedicated to local racing. And I think that's really cool. I think it fills a void that's been missing for a long time where we can continue to talk about racing at a grassroots level and occasionally the cup level. Uh, throughout the entire season. Now, we need uh, we need the fans to be sure to listen and be sure to share our podcast. Uh, whether you're a fan of our guest tonight or not, please share it and thank these sponsors, including A Speedway and Accelerate Graphics and our first sponsor, Roosters, over at Haynes Mall for making this podcast possible. I'm the announcer over at Bowman Gray Stadium, and, you know, we're already starting to get withdrawals from the 2019 season of the Madhouse being gone. It's been a little easier on me because I've got my Friday night track, A Speedway, which is still going, as we mentioned, through the month of September on the 13th and the 20th. And then we'll have the Rodney Cook Classic. That's one of the premier racing events anywhere in the Southeast. And that'll be going on Friday, uh, October, excuse, yeah, Friday, October 18th, and Saturday, October the 19th. And we'll be releasing that Rodney Cook Classic schedule and all the details coming up very soon so be sure to like the ace speedway facebook page or you can always go to acespeedway.net for more information well i mentioned we got two legends of the madhouse entered tonight we've got a retired driving legend still a car owner active at bowman gray stadium one of the best of all time and we've got a man that is still smiling about a record shares the record now with his arch rival and nemesis 10-time bowman gray stadium modified champion mr burt myers in the house tonight and I'm very honored not only to have Burt back in here, but to have his dad. Uh, his dad and I go way back. Mr. Gary Myers in the house tonight. And for you fans that don't know, Gary 
Of course, uh, a 38-time modified winner at Bowman Gray Stadium. Still today, he's been retired for a while, ninth all-time on the main event winners list. And Gary was also uh, drove in what we now consider the Monster Energy Cup Series. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, Gary had 46 starts at the major league level, and a lot of our younger fans don't know that. We're going to talk about that a little bit tonight. And, you know, you occasionally hear me guilty of saying that Gary Myers never won a championship. Yes, he did. He's won a couple of championships. We're going to talk about that tonight. And, first of all, we want to get started with uh, congratulating the guy on my left in the studio tonight. The last time I talked to him, we were still in the heat of battle uh, in the 2019 racing season in the Brad's Golf Cars Modified Series. And, as it turned out, on the season finale on Saturday night, August the 17th, a night that will live in infamy, right, Burt Myers? <laughs> uh, it's a night he certainly won't forget. One of the storylines in that race is that Burt Myers had not won the Carolina Farm Credit 150 since 2012. He had won that race three times. And next thing you know, he's up front. He's leading the race. But right behind him, he had a couple of knuckleheads that wanted to uh, maybe cause him some trouble for that 10th Bowman Gray Stadium Championship, and you did – you saw Burt Myers do something you don't see very often. He just very politely kind of moved out of the groove and said, okay, you guys go ahead on. I'm going to forget about winning this race for the fourth time in my career and focus on championship number 10. And he was able to finish the deal, uh, finish the Carolina Farm Credit 150 with a top five finish. I believe it was third, if my memory serves me correct. And that was enough to secure a record-tying 10th Bowman Gray Stadium Championship. Burt Myers, we go back just a few years ago, and you had six, and Tim Brown <laughs> had 10. And you and your crew, I'm sure, looking around going, oh, my God, you know, this guy's on a roll. He's won 10. We've won six. And six is nothing to be ashamed of. You know, some of the greatest of all time at Bowman Gray have not won one at all, much less six. But you were knotted up in a tie with Junior Miller, and looking up the mountain, and Tim Brown had 10. And now we flash forward here, and you are now setting a record with your fourth straight Bowman Gray Stadium Modified Championship. And as you and I talked about on the PA over at Bowman Gray, there's only one other person that can say they've done that, and he won five in a row, and that's the late, great Pee Wee Jones, who won the Bowman Gray Stadium Modified Championship from 1956 to 1960. You got to count them on your fingers there, and that's five straight. Nobody else has done it. And now here you are. You pulled into a tie with the fella you've been going back and forth with for what, over three decades? Your arch rival. You guys are knotted up now at 10 championships. Congratulations, Burt Myers. Now we celebrate briefly, and then we turn our focus to okay, now you've got a chance for some history in 2020, maybe. If everything goes right, you can tie Pee Wee Jones as, you know, for winning five straight titles. Is that on your brain already? Well, you know, I can – you win two in a row and you say, okay, well, this is great. And you win three in a row, and then the odds are against you to win four in a row. And um, we did it. So, I don't think it's out of the question. I think that, that that's what we go to do is to win races and then at the end of the year be crowned champion. So – uh, but you're right, you know, years ago we just, you know, Tim had 10, uh, even though he had a head start on me to, to, win 10, to win 10 championships was still a feat. So, 
you know, we just kind of got going, and, and next thing you know, we were climbing up and climbing up, and now we're tied. I know, and I was looking at the stats one more time. I had to go and get my, my ink pen out and cross out some stuff from the research I'd done for the podcast where you and your brother were in here earlier in the year, and I had to cross out 80 modified wins and make that 83. <laughs> you won uh, five this year. You got the mock b Top Gun Award uh, title, extra $1,000 in your pocket for a ninth time. And that simply means for the fans that aren't familiar, you won the most races at Bowman Gray in your division, which is the top division there, the Modifieds. Now you've done that nine times. In 2019, uh, you know, I was looking at that. It didn't really start out so hot for you. Let's talk about that for a second. I was going back and checking everything out, and, man, you had a really rotten start to the season. <laughs> uh, you finished ninth on the Hayes-Dovers 200, and then you backed it up with, uh, looking at my notes here, you finished 18th and 12th. Uh, on May the 18th and you were sitting pretty far down in the points kind of looking up going okay guys what's going on what what was the big thing that happened that triggered the turnaround uh you came out on uh I'm looking here keep losing my spot uh you came out on May the 25th and you had your first top five finish of the year you finished fourth and then it all really got going for you on June the 1st you got that first win and once you did that, man, you really got on a roll and you were clicking off top fives and wins, except for a 13th place finish on July the 20th, which I believe was the second uh, race in a pair of 25 lappers. Uh, you were top fives pretty much, top tens the rest of the season. What what was the big thing that happened to flip the switch from early May to June? What what did you guys do to get into championship mode again? Well, um, this year we had a new Fury uh, chassis. Um, three years previous to this, we had we that's when we went to the Fury chassis, and uh, we got real familiar with that car, and we got hot, and we learned that car quick. This car was a new generation car. Um, it was something that they built especially for me for Bowman Gray. Uh, we used it. They used it. We didn't. They did. They used me as uh, to do a lot of the R and D work. Um, to looking forward to uh, kind of implement some of the changes that they'd made on their tour type stuff. So. Um, there was just some stuff that, that we needed to work out. There were some parts that needed to be what we say for Bowman Gray beefed up just a little bit that maybe could stand a little bit of the contact at other places, but at Bowman Gray you have to to beef it up just a little bit. Yeah, so, you use the bumper over there, yeah, don't you? Yeah, it's um so um, you know, we were actually running second. We had led some of that Hayes Jewelers two hundred at the beginning of the year and um some contact with the guy inside of me got he got pushed out into me and that that pretty much ended our night there. But um, the thing about it is, is three years previous to this, we either won the first race or we're right there in the hunt. Yeah, you, yeah, you got out to a good, yeah, a great start. We led the um, points from the beginning all the way through, and that kind of, you know, it doesn't really, you don't really focus on it, but it kind of, it, it maybe subconsciously sets the tone. Uh, where this year we got, you know, I think we were thirty-eight points behind at one. Yeah, you point. got you got behind. I'm, I'm so, thinking it was thirty-five, forty points. Was, I think it was thirty-eight there. points we got behind, and it was one of those situations where he said, "You know what? We don't have anything to lose. Let's just go for it." And um, and that's kind of what we did. We just we just kept working hard, and and with Tony Yuri's help, um, we we just put our nose to the ground and and figured out what we needed to do to go fast and to win races. And and um, man, I, I honestly, it's still hard to believe that the year turned around like it did, but um, that's just, I think that's a testament to, to the passion that we have and to the, to the dedication that we have 
as a family, as a team, and and the fans and everybody just stuck with it, and we won it again, man. I, I wasn't there uh, in 1999. Um, well, I'm trying to remember. I, I flagged for two years. Maybe I was, but I wasn't. I wasn't the announcer in 1999, and that was the year you won your first championship. You were 23 years old and the youngest modified champion at Bowman Gray Stadium in history. And it's funny, the the guy you beat for that uh, honor, for that uh, title, if you will, was your great uncle, uh, Bobby Myers, who won the uh, Bowman Gray Stadium Championship in 1952. He was 25 years old, according to research I've done. Uh, it's kind of hard to believe we're, what, 20, 21 years down the road, and, man, you've won half the championships that's been available to win since 1999. Is that Donald? I mean, <laughs> half the time you've been the champion, dude. That's incredible if I, you think about it. I, you know, we've said it before. You know, it, it, whenever we hit, get in a situation like this and, and you point it out to me, um, it's nice to hear. But the fact of it is, is we're looking forward. Um, we we want to we keep going and keep trying as hard as we can to win. But somebody did point that out to me the other day. He said, basically, you're batting 500. And you so are, That's yeah. not too bad. So. Yeah, you've won the championship <laughs> since you won the first one, and you got that one in the bag. You've been the champion half the time. Yeah, it's – um, you know what? Bowman Gray's tough. It, it is. is. And, and I think that uh, when you look at somebody like me and Tim, and, and, and to mention Tim, I'm not slighting any of the other competitors because right now there are – a good six or eight guys that are in contention to win races and the championship. But when you and go there's back, some more coming, and by there's the way. more coming, yep. I'm sure. But the fact of it is, is I think that me and Tim maybe have a slight advantage because we grew up knowing how to do it. And uh, just to give you a small example, Bobby Labonte, when he came over and drove my car uh, that next to last race, Bobby practiced great. He qualified great. You're talking about a future Hall of Famer, you know, a NASCAR Cup champion. And he got in there in the race, and, and it's different. It really is. It's and I, hard. It's hard, man. And, and when you don't know the ins and the outs and where to be and where not to be and who to be around and who not to be around, um, it's just a lot, of, a lot of things at Bowman Gray that you have to learn that, that you can't learn anywhere except racing at Bowman Gray. So the fact that me and Tim came up through that when it was Daddy and Junior and Ralph and Philip and Johnny and all those guys that we looked up to that we said – you know, how do they do this? Um, for, for me and Tim to be able to learn from the very beginning and come up through there, I think that that's, that has to be a testament to a lot of the success that we've had. You are listening to the Triad Racing Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Pettit, the voice of historic Bowman Gray Stadium, stock car racing. It's been going on since 1949 over at the Madhouse. And that season is done for the year. But we're proud to let you know that A-Speedway, my Friday night track, is still racing. And we hope you can make your plans to join us at A-Speedway, our podcast sponsor, on Friday night, September the 13th. And we're going to have Burt Myers. We're going to have Bowman Gray Sportsman Division cars and drivers down there. And uh, if you don't have anything going on, man, you might want to bring your helmet and come to the track. I might could, uh, might could hook a brother up. You've won one sportsman race in your career, <laughs> yeah. I know of, at Bowman Gray. So, uh, you know, keep that in mind if you don't have anything going on. Uh, A-Speedway will have the late model champion of the Nichols Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram late model division. We're going to crown our champion on Friday night, September the 13th, with a 100-lap race. And then we'll have that Bowman Gray sportsman uh, car and driver special We'll have great racing um, also on Friday night, September the 20th, where we're going to crown the limited late model, modified, 
and mini stock and extreme division champions. And I'm going to tell you why that mini stock division down there, that thing is a, it's a beast to watch week in and week out. You got AJ Sanders and Chuck wall and Michael Tucker. And then all the bum and gray boys showed up at our last race. And man, it's been on, uh, you still got Randy Butner uh, in contention for the modified championship at ACE and limited late model division. Pen Cram Jr. He's you, Gary Myers. You probably remember old Pen Cram Jr. Oh. He has been racing a long time. He's still at it, and he's leading the points in the limited late models. And it's my pleasure to welcome uh, to our Triad Racing Podcast microphone, folks. This man. I'm. I want to read you some stuff here, okay, Gary? And then I'm gonna let you talk. Uh, 38-time Bowman Gray Stadium winner, ninth all-time in modifieds. Okay. This guy uh, was the very first Mock B. Roth Top Gun Award winner back in 1987. He won five races that year. He did it again in 92 when he won six times, and he was the Top Gun in 96 when he won four races. And the Adams uh, Towing Grand Lap Award, he got that in 1993, and that was uh, that was a big deal back then. He ran 13.980 seconds. I'll never forget that. And then he won it again in 1996. Uh they uh, slowed him down a little bit. It was like a 1438 won the uh, Grand Lap Award that year. Uh, he has been the Texas Stake and Tap House Pole King on three different occasions, and each time he had five poles that year, which is awfully hard to do. Um, he was also a Grand National driver. Now, that's what we used to call the Big League Series, which is now the Monster Energy Cup Series. And I was doing a little bit of – I had to do a little bit of checking, and – Gary Myers had 46 starts uh, at the Grand National, now Cup Series level. Uh, in two seasons, he ran more. He ran half or more of the races in 1976 and in 1978. Uh, he had 15 starts in the 76 season, 19 starts in the 78 season. I believe that's when you had the Spencer's baby wear yeah, on the car in right. 1978. And your best finish that I that I could figure, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you finished 11th at Martinsville Speedway in 1976. He won. Burt Myers, he won $1,050 <laughs> for finishing 11th in the Cup Series in 1976. Wasn't big bucks in it back then. And here's the part, and pardon me, I found this very amusing, but your car owner in the record books was Junior Miller. Is that right, Gary Myers? It sure was. Junior was wanting to run for points, and he didn't have a car ready. So I'll run his number on my car so he could get points for it. I'll be daggone. And uh, I know you've heard about the engine deal where he says uh, I blowed his motor up and didn't get paid for. But uh, the deal was he'd give me the motor to run to run his number. And his crew chief said go ahead and run it in the race. I had no control over that. Right. And, and the motor blowed up. And – I mean, it, it was never mentioned to me about I owed him, owed him for it till you know, 20 years later. <laughs> I understand. Okay. But, so uh, that's how that feud in his mind got started. Is yeah, that right? Yeah. Okay. There's always two sides of the story, of course. <laughs> and uh, I've often wondered the deal on that. And I found that very amusing that you're, one of your arch rivals, you had several just like Burtis had, uh, was your car owner. That's kind of cool. Um, you know, a lot of the younger fans don't understand, but you were up there racing with Richard Petty, David Pearson, Kale Yarborough, uh, Donnie and Bobby Allison, Darrell Waltrip. You were racing with, with the best of the best, and you finished 11th at Martinsville. And, and you know, I, I don't know all the story, but I know you didn't have the budget that Petty Enterprises had mm -hmm. and the Wood Brothers and any of those. Talk a little bit about uh, the Grand National days of your well, driving career. Uh, a lot of times 
we'd go to the racetrack, be me and one other guy. And luck, if we was lucky, we'd have two other guys. Uh, a lot of times, went to the racetrack with probably less than $300 in my pocket. And I run a lot of scuffed tires, got tires from Petty and, and the Wood Brothers and people like it. that They just scuffed in. Right. And that's what I would run. Uh, and I tried to make a living at it, and it kind of about broke me after three years. I got gotcha. you. But I had a lot of fun doing it. Well, and, and, you know, and that's really cool. Not very many people, including your son, can say that they've raced in, at the big league level and then had, you know, some success. Number one, just to get there is very difficult. Uh, we've, we've had a few of our modified guys that are finally starting to crawl their way there. Ryan Priest, you know, Bert, you've ran against him quite a bit. And um, now Bert, Bert has one truck series start that I remember and uh, you finished 19th at Martinsville, so Dad got you there. <laughs> now, Gary, he won $10,316 for finishing 19th in a truck series race, and you only won $1,000 for finishing 11th in the Cup Series. Uh, uh, the money's changed quite a bit since 1976. Yeah, I, I think somebody owes me some money. I'm not sure, but that don't sound too good, does it? I know. It was a long time ago. Um, so would it be fair to say if you had not – went and tried your hand at grand national racing that you probably have probably a few more Bowman gray modified wins wouldn't you because you started winning races almost right away when you came back to Bowman gray from what i remember as a kid yeah uh i think i won one race first season i come back that was i think in 1980 and uh it was a second race but you know uh wins a win that's right and uh, the reason I, co- I come back to Bumble Gray and I modified is because I had stuff that I had from the Cup Series, like motors and transmissions, right. that would adapt to a modified. I see. So I couldn't run late model or anything like that with those motors, but I could run modified. So that's where I, you know, I used to hate modifieds. Really? Yeah. I mean, when I started out, I started out in late model. Uh, and well, I used to think, man, them guys are crazy out there with them tires hanging out and all right, that. Right. And after I got in one and run it, man, I tell you, everybody you ever talked to, if I ever get in a modified, they'll say, man, that, that was some fun. Ask Bobby Labonte. I mean, you know, he says, hey, I can't believe this is fun. You know, <laughs> it really is fun. And, and, uh, I've had a chance to drive one a couple times. The last time Junior Miller let me drive his car one morning in practice. And, you know, I got out of the car and I'm just like, you know, the first time you get in there and you stomp on that accelerator and it pins the back of your neck against the seat headrest and you feel like you can't move. That's, that's it's hard to beat that man. It's a lot of fun. It oh, really yeah. is. And really, uh, it's a little scary when you first start. It was. Uh, I remember uh, the first time I started running. Uh, I wondered how in the world does these guys look down at the gauges? You hadn't got time to even you know, look down at your gauges to see how your oil pressure and, and stuff is. and But you get used to it, and it, everything kind of gets into a slow motion after that. But when I first started it, boy, I thought, man, these things are rocket ships. <laughs> exactly. Now, you have won a couple of championships. Uh, you were the 1996 champion of the Southern Modified Auto Racing Team Series, which was the smart modified tour right. that raced everywhere. In, uh, before and after the Bowman Gray season, during the July 4th break, the driver-organized series before NASCAR came along and made it part of the Wheeling Tour for a while. Right. Uh, you were the 96th champion of that series, and that was a pretty 
you beat some really, really tough customers back then to win that it, title. It was a tough series. I mean, it was some good cars. And, uh, I mean, about every, every time you show up at the racetrack, it'd be a full field of cars. And you had Johnny Bryant and Junior Miller, uh, the Flemings. I mean, it was some tough tough guys to beat. Yeah, Jay Hedgecock uh, yeah, was in Phil, that mix. Philip, four-star driving for him. Yes, uh, Philip. And then Phillip you had all the Yankee Jay, drivers that would come down trying right. to steal your southern money. And Jay Foley. I mean, it was a bunch of uh, great guys and, and tough guys. I mean, they, they, they were serious about it. Yeah, and all the Bowman Gray fans, as we were joking about earlier before the podcast, a lot of them think there's only one racetrack. And, you know, when you go and watch these modifieds uh, on a four-tenths or a half-mile, even a three-quarter-mile track like a Richmond, and let them really hang out, they're, they're really fun to watch. I love watching, you know, even the ace modifieds, which are different, don't have as much horsepower, but they're still really fun to watch somewhere other than Bowman Gray. And, you know, Bowman Gray is so hard to pass there. Yeah. Uh, the bigger tracks, you know, you can do a little bit more actual racing, uh, and the speeds, you yeah. know, you just man, you get well, you're really getting on. Uh, Ace is one of my favorite tracks for a modified. Uh, I'm not sure, I don't think we're running there this year, but I wish we was because, yeah, it's uh, I love it. I mean, it's just a tight little old track, and uh, you gotta have a car to turn good, yeah. And but it's a super nice place. I mean, it's one of the, the, the nicest racetracks we go to. Yeah, and Robert and Jason Turner have done a great job. They're racers, you know. They're trying to they're trying to appeal to the racers and to the fans, and right. they're doing the right things. And you know, they're just trying to get stability and and make it a good experience. Whether you're in a pit area with a car, or whether you're up in the stands where the folks have a good experience, and I'm really glad they they came to me and said, "Hey, we'd love to have you." And it's worked out really good for me. I got a Friday night track, a Saturday night track, and I've always liked Ace a lot too. You know, I've announced races there before I work for them, and it's worked out really great for me. Um, was part of the family legacy why you came back to Bowman Gray? Was that did that factor in your decision once you walked away from you know NASCAR Touring Series races at the Cup level? Was that part of your decision to come back to Bowman Gray? Oh sure, I mean, uh, uh, we I've been over there all, as a kid. You know, I sold drinks and and candies and stuff in the grandstand. Sold programs in the grandstand, uh, but. Yeah, that's one of the reasons they're coming back because it's, I mean, it's just part of the family. It's, it's, uh, it, it's as Jason and Bert were saying when they were here last time, it's just second nature to them. They grew up there. It's just what they go do on Saturday night. Yeah. You know, it's a family tradition for them. Right. Um, talk about as a dad how proud you are of those boys. Uh, you know, Jason's still scraping along trying to get his first championship, and I think he's finally getting to the point where – it means enough to him where he really wants to go get it. I think in the past, all he cared about was winning races. Right. And he said that. And now I think it's starting to eat at him a little bit. Okay, I'd really like to win me a championship. I can see it in his eyes now. I think he's serious about it. And Bert, you know, speaks for himself. I mean, you know, he's won 10 now. Yeah. And between those two boys, they've won a lot of races, man. You know, you got, uh, what, 30, uh, 33 wins and, and 83. I mean, that's a lot of wins, man. I know you got to be awfully proud of those boys. I sure am. And, I mean, you know, people say, uh, I'm sure my boys say I'm their hero, but they're my heroes. I mean, them boys, they do it on their own. Uh, they work hard at it. I think the reason Jason probably hadn't won no championships, same reason I never did over there. Uh, my mindset was to win races. 
And then if I was close at the end of the year, then concentrate on a championship. But uh, the few times that I got close, something would happen. I'd get in a wreck or something, you know, something would happen. And so I never did win a championship at the stadium. But uh, Jason, he just, uh, his luck hadn't been going just right to win championships. When he was in contention to win one, uh, he would get took out on a double points night or be in a wreck. You know, it just it never did. It has worked yeah, out he's, for him. Yeah, he's ran just like you did. He's ran good enough to do it. It, it just it just fate has not smiled on right. him. Has the fact that, that Burt has won 10 of them, has that kind of in any way kind of redeemed that Bowman Gray Stadium maybe owed you one? You know, because you raced all those years, and I know you really wanted to win it. I was there yeah. as the announcer, the, you know, during the peak of your career. And I, and I know you really wanted to win it. And, you know, you can count all the ones that got away, and Burt can, and sometimes you win one maybe you shouldn't. But does that kind of help ease the pain, if you will, you know, of, of not sealing the deal on your own? Well, it probably does a little bit. I, I mean, I would have liked to won one. Uh, I'd like to have my name in the record book as a champion. But uh, Burt winning 10 does ease the pain a little bit. I mean, I mean, if you spread it out among the three of you, that's about three apiece, right? Yeah. Maybe he'll share with us. <laughs> exactly. Now, um, Burt Myers, um, I, and I know you, you've you said this, your dad was your hero, um, you know, and you and you grew up just like I did there watching him and Philip Smith and Johnny Johnson and Don Smith and Ralph Brinkley and Paul Radford. And, man, I can keep going. I mean, there there's so many great, great, you know, you look at all those top ten drivers on the win list that we grew up watching, and one of them just happened to be your dad. That's pretty cool. And now you're ahead of all those guys. How? How? I mean, does that really register at all? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty simple. It does not. Um, I think that um, sometimes, you know, you have to think back and and be in certain situations, but. Um, like if my son or one of my girls comes home and says something about um, somebody had a t-shirt, a Burt Myers t-shirt on at school or something like that, and you can tell that they're gloating about it a little bit. It brings me back to when I can remember those days. Um, you know, people would come up, like, your dad drives a race car, right? You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, to think back of that kind you, of you've stuff. You've went through what your son's going exactly, through now. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, you know, there's a cool factor there. And, um I think sometimes we just get so lost in it um, because we just we're constantly working and constantly trying to to, to keep going um, that it just we just we just get lost in it. But um, you know he was he was and still is my hero. I mean he just I, I've got a question I've been wanting to ask you for a while. Uh, your dad, you know, ran Grand National. Um, he got to race in the big leagues. Has it bothered you at all that? as good a driver as you are and and i think certainly knowing you as good as i do i, I think you certainly have enough talent where you could drive in the big has it bothered you at all that, that it hasn't worked out for you to have a shot to do that it used to um it used to i used to um without getting a, without preaching a sermon here um but you asked me so i'm gonna tell you <laughs> i used to when i was younger, i think the fans want to know I that's a good question when i was younger um i would pray god let me make it just let me make it. Little did I know his idea and my idea of making it was two different 
scenarios. You, 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 if you want to look at it locally, you have made it. I mean, you, that's what I was going to say. You're one you of know, the greatest of all time I, I to, to suit that, up at Bowman Gray. Um, in, in a lot of people's eyes, you could say I've made it. And um, I think that as you get older and, um, you know, as, as, as you progress in your walk with the Lord, you realize that he puts you in situations for, for a reason. And um, I think maybe this will sum it up. I can remember talking to Kyle Froman. Kyle Froman used to be the, the chaplain. Um, for the MRO uh, group that would come to the racetrack. And I, and I told him one time it would bother me, it was starting to bother me, that I would be at the racetrack on a Sunday instead of going to church. I felt like I was skipping church to come to the racetrack. And Kyle told me, he said, he said the people going to church this morning are getting the message. The people at the racetrack are not. He said, so... If this race is on Sunday that you're supposed to be at, maybe you're supposed to be here for a reason. So, you know, that kind of stuff has kind of helped factor it in. And, I mean, man, who doesn't want to be a NASCAR Cup champion? Right, and I'm not rubbing it in. I'm yeah, just, but I you promise know, you it yeah. does not bother me. It right. does not. I think that – I get asked that question too. You know, I have people ask me, well, you know, why, why don't you go do MRN or PRN or, or whatever? And, you know, to be honest with you, I've had offers to, to do other stuff – I've been on television around the world. I've been on Fox Sports International with the Hooters Cup Series. You know, I've been 110 racetracks. I've played in the big leagues as a reporter, photographer, kind of nibbled around the edges as a broadcaster. But you know what? There's nothing like uh, getting out there in front of all those people <laughs> at Bowman Gray. I've never experienced anything quite like it anywhere in the country, and I've been all over the country. And, you know, if that's – if that's where I'm supposed to be, that's okay. I'm I'm pretty cool with that. I, I like I said, it used to bother me. It did, but um, it doesn't anymore. It really doesn't. Uh, I know that um, that God gave me uh, an extraordinary ability to drive a race car. I, I'm not. I don't mean that to sound arrogant. I know He gave it to me, and if He wants to give me that, to use that, put me on that platform to give him the glory for it, then that's, that's, I'm good with that. I really am. But like I said, who doesn't want to win a cup race or be a cup champion? Sure. But I think that there is what it's turned into is, is a business. It's not necessarily racing anymore. It's a yeah. business. Yeah. And, Times have changed. There's and, no question about that. And I don't that. think knowing as many people as I do in that upper level that are not happy, I think that what it's turned into and knowing that the old school racer that I am, that I would not be happy in the Cup Series. Well, and, and you know what? You you get to do racing for a living. And you like you told me in your last podcast here, you get to go and pick your son up at school and you get to hang out with your family and your home, you know, way more than those Cup guys are. So, you know, there's there's good and bad with both. Right, so. and it's easy for me to say. And I'm yeah. sure there's people that are yeah. going to say, yeah, of course he's going to say that because he's not doing it. But right. yeah. I really think – I really I, I really am at peace with it. Yeah, and Gary, Gary Myers, it was a struggle for you – to race at the big league level, it, it took every dime you had, oh, and it yeah. wasn't a whole lot of fun. Probably as good a race driver as you were, and probably still are, uh, out there getting your ass beat week in and week out by the Petties and the Pearsons and the Arboros and Allisons, and you going, man, man, I wish I, I wish I had equipment to run with these guys. That was probably very frustrating. Yeah, it sure was. Uh, uh, I would set my goals, you know, with cars I knew I could run with, right, and that's who I'd go out there and try to beat. I knew I wasn't going to outrun David Pearson or Richard Petty. I, I mean, I think I could with the right equipment, but the equipment I had, I mean, you know, I, I had to set my goals a little low. Uh, but 
you know, it was real funny. I mean, me and Bill, uh, me and Bill Elliott started at the same time. That's right. And uh, I don't never remember Bill finishing in front of me. <laughs> yeah, I was going <laughs> to say you outrun him, him a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and look at him now. So, uh, you know, it was fun. I I enjoyed it. I, I'd love to been able to make a living at it. Uh, but seeing how it was going, and actually, it took me about five years to pay off all the debts I accumulated. You know, running right. So I got that behind me. I think we have all done some crazy things yeah. in our lives to be a part of racing, myself included. I think I think had uh, Billy and Bobby not passed away, I think the it would have been a lot easier for the Myers family to to be successful in the upper levels of NASCAR. Right, and and they did have some success there. Uh, Billy Myers uh, won twice at the Grand National level, and of course, that's Gary. That was your father right. and Randy's father. Uh, who we lost with a heart attack back in 1958, uh, three-time Bowman Gray Stadium champion and a two-time winner in the big leagues. Right. So the family has proven, given the chance, they can certainly do it. Yeah, plus he was the national champion sportsman division. That's right. Forgot about that. Thank you. Uh, you know, that's a pretty good goal. I mean, Absolutely. When them guys was running uh, 50, well, he won like 49 races one year. So how many did he run? I mean, you know. Yeah, Exactly. That's a lot of wins. Yeah, That's a career's a worth of wins for a lot of folks, right? <laughs> it, it takes up a lot of time. Burt Myers, somewhere, he's probably in his car driving home right now. There's a highly, pardon my French, a highly pissed off Tim Brown. He's been stuck on Tim champ, 10 championships now for four years. And you go all the way to the Hayes-Jilvers 200, it's going to be almost five. You know he's going to be coming for you. James Savali in the hillbilly car has re-signed to drive that car again. He ran good. You know, he won He won a race, and that guy's like a bull in the china shop. You don't know what he's going to do. Jonathan Brown, you know, he was a lot stronger in 2018, but he, but he had three different cars this year, and they finally started to figure that car out. And, you know, he's going to be tough. Uh, Brandon Ward, looks like they're starting to get things figured out. Won three races this year. Or did he win four? He, he won, won four. four. Yeah, he won the last race. He won four. And he's pretty stout. And then you got your brother. You know, your brother, you know, he's chomping at the bit. He was shut out last year, and that was a real big – that's probably the biggest surprise in Modified Division, the fact that he was shut out. Lee Jeffries, Lee's got the qualifying deal figured out, man. Yeah. He he's, By the way, he, he's still enjoying that $1,000. Yeah, he, right? he stole away from <laughs> you in the last race, having the fastest lap of the year. So don't don't spend it, right? Don't cash that check just yet. I can go on and on. You get my point here. It's going to be tough next year, man. Uh, so congratulations on the 2019 championship and all those other guys. They see that big target on your back, and, and the target just got a little bigger, didn't it? Yeah, but that's that's what we that's why we do what we do. Um, if I if I haven't if I didn't have a target on me, it means I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you about winning ten championships in four in a row. So, um, I, but I, I think I told you as well. Um, if I was in that situation, it, it would make me work harder. And I know Tim is going to spare no expense physically. Yeah, I know mentally, him well enough to know that he is pissed off. Physically right now. and he mentally, is. he is going to, and financially, he's going to do what he's got to do to to get everything in order to try to come back and win the championship. Um, but on the other side, on my side of things, um. The drive for five. We, the drive for five. In a row. You know, I've, I've had a – there's been the conversations. I'll clear this up too. There's been the conversations about me going up north 
and running next year. And uh, with my lifestyle, I just can't make it work. Now, if somebody came in and said, here's $200,000, we might have to talk about it. <laughs> but, um, but as far as, as the way things are and the way they're lining up right now, uh, I, would, I would find it very hard for me to leave Bowman Gray with, um, with 10 and with four in a row. So um, we're going to go back and try to – the goal next year, I've been told this, me and, me and Tony Jr. were talking about this, um, with the new Fury car and, and the package we have right now, the goal, first of all, is to break the track record. He wants – I don't know why he is obsessed with that, but he wants to break the track so record. 12.8 something, right? So 12.9 – Five or four, or something. I'm, like I'm that. saying you want to run twelve oh, yeah. eight something. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we're gonna we want to break the track record. We want to win yeah. our eleventh championship, and we want to win five in a row, of course. So um, we're gonna. That's our goal. All right, that's I'm gonna give going you for. a chance to thank all your guys and all your sponsors because I don't think I did that last time. So I'll let you have a minute to do that. Okay. Um, you know what? Let me say this as a disclaimer. Um, these guys on Sunday they get out and they they thank their sponsors. And then they go home, and, and that's the end of it, I think. And I don't mean that disrespect, but without our sponsors, we couldn't make it happen. So, uh, you know, Tommy and the guys at Citrus Safe and uh, Matt. That's a great product, by absolutely, the way. Absolutely. It's a full-blown, um, what do you call it, all-natural. or The Go Green, you know, where it's it's not harmful to the environment. Um, the degreaser, and they have a lot, whole line of products. Uh, to clean your grill because it's so dangerous to use the wire brush. You hear these horror stories of people getting a piece of wire brush in their throat, having to have surgery and stuff. But anyway, um, we'll we'll do that for another time. We'll save the commercial for another time. But uh, the guys with Citrus Safe and, and Haviland Express, Fanatics, uh, John at Cleanup Supply, 811, uh, Piedmont Natural Gas, uh, H3, like I said, with Fury and those guys. Uh, the motors come from the NASCAR Institute. Uh, the students are, have a hand in, in building my motors down there. They're doing a good job, they too. They are doing a great job, doing a great job. Um, uh, Lemon Shield Hunt, I know I'm, I'm probably leaving somebody out. All-Star Truck Repair, uh, VestalCars.com. I'm trying to visualize my car here so I can uh, I got you. <laughs> So I can make sure I cover everybody. But um, not just the sponsors, but the help, you know, the guys. Um, and I, you've had a lot of your crew guys for a long time. We have. And that's and, part uh, – and a lot of people don't think about that, but that's part of the big success, secret success that you and Tim both have had. You've had your crew together a long time. Right. Well, it, it's very comforting when you know you can show up and you know the guy knows his job and knows what to do and how to do it. Um, so my guys that, that put in the time, that, that miss time away from their family and, and their other personal activities – uh, our personal families that that sacrifice their time and pick up the slack when we can't be there, um, it's just it's overwhelming how much support we get. But um, I'm proud to say that that's that's one of the reasons for you know you sitting here talking to me as Burt Myers, but it is a Myers family racing ordeal. And uh, what an honor it's been to have Gary Myers in our studio tonight. Gary, thank you. It was nice being here. Yeah, thank you. it's it's good to talk racing with you. You and I go back a long time and. Uh, I enjoyed watching you as a kid. Uh, enjoyed announcing your races. We, uh, uh, you know, got to raise your hand a bunch when I was there, and uh, you know, it's been really cool watching your boys grow up and and do some great things. And you know, also wanted to give a shout out to your brother Randy. Uh, Randy's been a big part of the sport in a different way. Uh, you know, not as a driver, he drove some, but you know, as a promoter and a guy that just, you know, has given his life uh, to to grassroots racing in our area. So. Uh, want to thank him and you for everything that you've done uh, and helping me along the way too. It's much appreciated. And it's great to talk racing with you tonight. Oh, it's been nice. Thank you. 
And uh, I'm Randy Pettit, the host of the Triad Racing Podcast. I want to thank once again our producer, Desmond Johnson, and we want to thank our sponsor, Ace Speedway. Uh, Ace Speedway, just a few minutes north of Burlington. Folks, if you haven't been there, I, I personally invite you to come and check out Ace. As Gary was saying, it's one of his favorite tracks, one of Burt's too, and certainly one of mine. It's a beautiful racetrack. They've done a great job. It's clean. Uh, the concession stands, man, they got like a 99 on their uh, health report. Clean, great food, good people, uh, great racing. Uh, you know, you go a lot of places and racing just isn't good. The racing at Ace, uh, most nights is at least good, and some nights it's great. Uh, we'll be crowning our 2019 late model champion of the Nichols Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Division on Friday night, September the 13th. We will have several of the stars from the Madhouse Sportsman Division there for a special event in their cars that you know well from the Madhouse on Saturday night. They'll be racing. And, of course, we will be crowning our limited late model champion with a pair of races on Friday night, September the 20th. That'll be the main event. A lot sharing the spotlight with a pair of Ace Speedway Modifieds. We'll be crowning our modified champion, mini stock, and extreme champion. That's all on Friday night, September the 20th. And then the big Rodney Cook Classic coming up on October the 18th and 19th. Be sure to like the Ace Speedway Facebook page, and you'll get all the details on the schedule of the Rodney Cook Classic. And I look forward to calling that race. It's my first time calling it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I am Randy Pettit. Thank you for listening to Tried Racing Podcast. Please share it. Please help us uh, take care of these sponsors so we can keep this dialogue about triad racing going. And uh, Burt Myers. Thanks again for coming and celebrating the 2019 championship with me. And uh, I know you still got some racing left to do this year. Wish you good luck. Thank you. I appreciate you having us on. Folks, uh, we will see you down the road on the Triad Racing Podcast, and I'll see you at the track.